Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831 it's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to another Raw Recap here on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I'm your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the Editor-in-Chief and CEO of Pro Wrestling Sheet. That's Ryan Satin over there. Ryan, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for asking, John Roca. So, a uh, tiny bit of an update here for you guys oh, yeah. on the schedules. Uh, I have been lagging. I apologize, but there's been a bunch of variables that have factored into it. So, I will have an update very soon. Uh, 
there might be a tiny bit of changes on the schedule factor, but I, I will know very, very soon uh, how I'm be able to handle everything here. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. But let's get into Raw. It's yeah. the Raw recap, so we probably shouldn't bore everyone with our thoughts on everything else. <laughs> a lot of things to get into. A lot of things going on in your world. Give them a little bit of time, a little bit of patience. going to figure it all out. I think you'll like some of the changes. I think you'll like some of the changes coming down the road, and you'll get excited for them. But let's jump into this thing. Raw here. Uh, uh, this Paige starts out Raw. We hadn't seen Paige. She's had that surgery. If you follow her on social media, certain Ryan, Ryan has interviewed her on Pro Wrestling Sheet. I had a chance to sit in with her on Collider Live, which was a blast. What an incredibly awesome woman and a great story. And if you haven't seen Fighting With My Family yet, for God's sakes, watch that movie. That is her life story. Of course, you know, based on true events, but still a fantastic watch. Um, all right, anyway, she comes out with the Kabuki Warriors. Ryan, who didn't see this twist coming <laughs> yeah. as soon as she walked out with the Kabuki Warriors? They're heels now. When they left, she was face. They were face. So when they come out and she's introducing, trying to kiss their butts, Asuka grabs the mic from her, speaks in Japanese. Then uh, Paige starts to take the mic back. Then Kari Sane takes it, and it becomes a whole struggle. Then the green mist in the face. So uh, thoughts on all this until we get to uh, Becky Lynch. Obviously. Like you said, it was, it, uh, it, it was clearly coming. Yeah. It, it, when, they, when you first saw her come out, it was like, hmm, this is probably going to end with them turning on Paige. Yeah, because she wasn't healing it up. She was no. very face. Yeah. yeah, she was very much face, doing her face thing, and, and acting as if nothing had really changed the past couple right, of right, right. Also kind of taking, acting like she had some, had been involved in their title win somehow almost. Yes. Like her, and, and if I were Asuka and Kyrie said, I'd be a little annoyed too, considering they had to <laughs> not take her advice. They had to do the opposite of her advice to right, get what right. they wanted. Um, so I, I thought it made sense. And I, I liked um, them kind of, I like when they don't forget what's happened in the weeks or months prior. Yeah. That I felt like, this whole heel turn that was the kind of hanging thread of like well, whatever happened to Paige mm-hmm. like you're just gonna stop talking you're just gonna stop hanging out with Paige because you guys have decided you're gonna speak Japanese now on right, TV right. which I'm cool with I love it yeah I I, I just like that they kind of ended that 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 thing there a little bit to kind of solidify the heel turn I also like since because because Paige can't take bumps anymore yeah right that they were able to kind of do something to to give it I guess not physicality but to yeah. give it some sort of wrestlery turn yeah, thing, you know? Yeah, certainly a, a fear that they were going to attack her, a two-on-one mm-hmm. type of vibe. She rolled out of the ring. She had her face covered in the green mist. Um, she almost looked like the w- Wicked Witch of the East or West, whichever one it is on, on Wizard of Oz. Uh, so I thought that was a p- possible costume choice. I thought it was something put in her mind. But just before she's about to get beat up by uh, Kari Sane and by Asuka, Becky comes out. We hear her music. They go at it, and it leads into the match with Kari Sane. I want to admit something to you, and this has struck me as I was watching it last night. And I don't know, maybe this is something that other fans are starting to feel. I'm starting to feel a little bit over Becky. I'm starting to feel a little bit over Becky, and I don't know what it is. So it may just be a fleeting thing. But the last couple of weeks, I've started to feel this weird vibe like they keep putting her in these positions and in these situations that I don't know. I'm starting to feel like that Seth Rollins thing. Like, where's the uniqueness, the magic of it all? And it feels like, oh, just get Becky to run out there. Oh, just get Becky to do this. And so I'm wondering about it, how it's working out. I wonder if other fans feel the same way or if it's just no, me. No, I've seen other people w- with similar sentiments. Oh, really? You. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, right. I know one of my friends, a couple of friends have texted me like, I just am not... The booking of Becky hasn't been as good as it was before. Maybe that's what it is, the I booking. Think, I think part of it is Becky is best when she's firing shots at people. Yeah. And I feel like they haven't had her doing that as much the past couple weeks. Um, she, I loved when she was doing the backstage promos. I yeah, those the whole Sasha yep. feud. Um, but it has seemingly been like she's been 
they've been looking for something for her to do mm-hmm. in the past weeks. But also there was the draft. There was like almost like a reboot of both brands, yeah. it feels like, to a certain degree. So I don't hate it. I thought the match against Kyrie Sam was a good match. Yeah. I thought they both did a really good job of of uh, solidifying oh, Kyrie yeah. as a heel. Very good match. Lots of her, you know, healing it up during yep. the match. Yep. And lots of uh, Becky showing her dominance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as Kyrie was, like, trying to pull off fancy things, you know, Becky was always two steps ahead of her, it yep. felt like. I, I liked all that. Um, so, yeah, I-, I thought that was good. I thought that was really – it was a fun match. I thought yeah. they- And they got – I think it was like 15 minutes. I was going to say like it, was a, it was a way longer match than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Having Oscar involved on the out, on the outside was great as well, and having them go back and forth, and then having Kari get some good shots on Becky and nice some nice reversals that you thought possibly she could eke out a surprise win. I thought was great too, and having Kari kick out of what looked to be a couple of times that Becky had her dead to rights. Although I think pushes Kari saying as well as a kind of a, a tougher opponent than you would think, and uh, she's taking the heel thing so. Well, especially because uh, how wholesome so she well. is. Yeah, of course. She was like the most wholesome character yeah. in WWE, and she, you know, they, they they turned her white gear to black gear, and yeah. now she's just angry all the time. And 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 her evil laugh when she did the, like in that promo when she took the mic and she just did like that cliche like oh, yeah. evil laugh. I loved it. She's been a great heel so far, which yeah. I never would have expected to say a few weeks ago if you told me that Kyrie Sane was going to be a heel that I was into. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's a good balance too for her type. Oscar's more the veteran heel, and mm-hmm. Kari is more like the the crazy heel dancing, running around, doing all the crazy stuff. So it, it's a good balance when you got them both uh, dialed in. It's not the same. It's almost like a Joker Harley Quinn vibe. That's a great point. You know, absolutely great point. Do you think Becky and Oscar? This is now the matchup coming. Like, is, do you think this is where they're setting up? Yes. So, how do you think this is going to work? Because, of course, Oscar and Becky can't go at it necessarily in promos in English as powerfully as she would with Sasha. So, what do you think the option is here? They're going to have Becky doing more of these backstage promos, Oscar on her own, because um, they. I don't know if they'll have a back and forth. Do you think that's possible? Uh, I mean, they've been letting Asuka speak Japanese on the mic, but you're right. That's not a back-and-forth right. situation. Right. Um, I don't know. I think they're going to go more so because, you know, it's the whole thing that Asuka beat Becky. Right. Asuka did beat Becky yes. for the title. And so th- I think that's the more so the angle they're going to be going for. Okay. Of like, they've kind of made Asuka seem a little more dominant again. Yeah. Now she's got a little henchman. You know, she's she's got, like a thing going on. She's got the makeup. She's kind of like evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And so it only makes sense for her to set her sights on, on, uh, on, on, Becky? on Becky Lynch. Yeah. Um, it made sense for Kyrie Sane to lose, you oh, know, totally. She's still to so new yeah, to the main yeah, yeah. roster. Um, and the fact that they, you know, that she lost in 15 minutes, like yeah. says a lot for what, you know, hopefully they they, they see for her as well. Eventually right. one day on the main roster. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that the program itself, um, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing it's going to be more built around the fact that Asuka beat her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. How Because, I mean, Asuka is a great, great wrestler. So to see her go toe-to-toe with Becky would be fun for the title. I also love how much they're getting the green mist over. Yeah, right? I was surprised. Because, I mean, obviously, I, it's an old-school callback to Muda and all that. But I, I didn't know that it would still be effective nowadays. But you remember, it's been how many decades since we've seen that. So to see it come back, and also for the old school fans, it's a nice reference for the old school fans. So I think it just works on both sides. And it is working. Because she, like when she sprayed Becky last week, it looked like she missed Becky. But there's enough of it that it just covers the face. Mm-hmm. So it gets the point across, right? Because so, I can't imagine you want it directly in your in your eyes. So. And they did a good job with Paige this week, where when Paige took it, she was screaming like, my eyes are burning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes are burning! Yeah, you know? Water. 
yeah. so yeah, that's 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 gonna be fun. It's, I'm, mm. sh- I'm sure she'll have a lot to say about it on that backstage show when she's on it because now she's one yeah. of the hosts of that show. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> what what she has to say about it because I'm sure she's gonna be fiery. She's oh sure, a, she's, she's been tweeting about it already. How <laughs> it's great that you guys were there, but no one came to my assistance. Which I thought yeah. was funny. Which yeah, I was so funny. I I like seeing Paige used in things. I like yeah. I, I thought all of this was a was a hit in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think absolutely. it was anything bad here. Great way to begin. And it was like a lot of the first opening of the show, I felt like. Yes, it, was it was like 30, 40 minutes of all of this. Yep. Good with, for the women. With, yeah, exactly. Made up more, more on SmackDown too when they were, <clears throat> everyone was mad because there wasn't, was it, was, oh, was it Raw last week when they were all yeah. in Australia, right? Raw, yeah. Raw last week. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's going to happen. The balance is going to, you know, sometimes it's going to go one way, you know, it just, it's just the way it happens. Um, all right. Our truth that comes out here gets interviewed by Charlie in the center of the ring talking about 24 7 title. And then Buddy Murphy comes out. Uh, well, I thought it was funny what R2 said about the bifocals thing, about how confusing the two twins, all that kind of jazz with the Singh brothers, even though they're not actually twins. Uh, uh, but uh, Buddy comes out. Buddy dispatches them pretty quickly. So what was the point of this? Just to get Buddy over a little bit? Because, I mean, beating R2 doesn't really help you, but then why would you beat R2 when the 24-7 thing is his thing? I, it just was a confusing booking thing for me. I mean, I guess me. the vibe I got of what they were going for was a way to, like, Give Buddy Murphy a little bit of TV time while also giving a little bit of tea time, TV time, tea time, TV time <laughs> to the yeah, to the twenty four seven championship without having him be part of it. Maybe? Yeah, or even a sketch. There was no sketch last night. No, well, they just had them run around the ring. Yeah, that's it during the match. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Truth got like distracted, distracted yeah. and then came back in and then lost. Um, yeah, I. I I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't mm. it wasn't anything that exciting. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Is with Buddy, if you're gonna get Buddy over, look look what they're doing with Umberto. Like Buddy, where Buddy should be in these kinds of matches too to get him over as well. And we'll get to Umberto uh, in a little bit. But yeah, anyway, all right. The street. Prop- Do you think that yeah. Buddy has the same kind of potential that Umberto has? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I think Buddy, Cedric, Ricochet, Alistair. And uh, Umberto are all the new blood in this in the mm-hmm. WWE, and they all should be getting these kinds of pushes in their booking. In my opinion, I think Buddy can get over real well. It's not that I don't think I can get that he that he can get over well. I, I definitely didn't get over well. Yeah, I just meant more so like as a baby face, Umberto has more potential, in my opinion, to. Mm connect to a bigger audience of people okay. and as a heel i don't know if buddy murphy brings the same kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for like ferocity like, not ferocity of like the same kind of like people would are like the, someone that people would fear like i don't oh, know if you know okay. like I don't know if he's necessarily that strong of a heel yet either. He's okay. kind of like in the middle because he's doing True. Kenny Omega, Kota Bushi moves that are going to get people to pop. Yeah. But then he's also a heel. But then he had that thing with Daniel Bryan where he was kind of a face. Yeah. So that that I think that's maybe where my, yeah, my confusion, confusion lies is that he's that's he's fair. been booked in a confusing way where yeah. I'm not sure how we're supposed to... <laughs> Yeah, see him necessarily. But that's and the inherent point, though. Totally, totally. The twenty four seven thing—it made no sense. Totally, a- a- absolutely. Now that I'm thinking about it as yeah. a whole, and I just feel like compared to at least you see him, he's got—he looks like a young boy yeah. with dimples who can fly around in the air. That does have 
easy babyface potential. Right. Like Ricochet got a 20 minute match on the yeah. show too, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And Alistair Black is getting pushed too, regardless of what you want to think about it. So I just, yeah. and I think those are also more clear cut. Just, Buddy Murphy has been very confusing in how they booked him to me. Well, that's amazing. You got to make it clear cut. That's yeah, totally. up to the booking, and it's they fair. shouldn't be doing that as soon as possible. Fair. Um, all right, and we got Street Profits coming out. By the way, I need to get a, one of those Street Profits jackets. Uh, those jackets look awesome. Uh, we should come up with that. I'm, I'm not wearing one of those. PWS merch. You should have PWS merch. I don't wear sleeveless. I don't PWS? like wearing sleeveless stuff. No. No, I mean, their jacket. It wasn't sleeveless. Well, is it Montez's sleeveless and Angelo Dawkins has sleeves? Yeah, Angelo Dawkins has sleeves. Okay. It's a full-on workout jacket. Mm, we'll I see. think you go to Cafe Press and go Pro Wrestling Sheet PWS logo. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's in the budget. Just a suggestion. You don't have to pay for it. The fans do. They when they buy it, they buy it. I don't think that's how it works. I think anyway, they come out do their whole promo, talking about how they want to be- uh, wrestle everybody and, and do their thing, and they want the smoke, and then the fans start chanting organically, "We want the smoke." Unless WWE's planted people in there, I never no. know with that. No, uh, no, the or- chance. They organically they have to find we- a lot of people for that <laughs> yeah, kind of chant. <laughs> we want the smoke, but it actually surprised them. I don't know if that's authentic or not, but they looked like they were legitimately surprised about the chance, and then rolled with it all the way out of the ring. Did you like the promo? Well, I liked. I liked them coming through the crowd. I think that's actually going to be a good right. idea, a good strategy for them. Of them like <clears throat> coming out and then partying through the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only going to influence the cup thing. It's only it's going to it's just going to make it a better experience. I like I, I think that's a smart idea to, yeah. to do that with them. Um, the promo itself, you know, it's it's wasn't that great. You know, the problem it was okay. is it was good. It was is that great. Montez is so good? Yeah. That if Angelo Dawkins is only good, it sh- it it shines a light on that he's not as good yeah. as as Montez. And if you, on top of that, give them lines that it looks like they're reading, because I felt like out of everything we've heard Angelo Dawkins say in the past, yeah. this felt the most like say this, yeah, right. It did kind of right. Some of the like. Oh, you know, the cliche, like, oh, what was her name? I, I was with a girl. What was her? It felt very forced. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like something a guy who hooked up with a girl the night before and didn't remember her name would say. Does that make sense? Sure. Like that. A guy like that would be cool. Like, would be yeah. very like smooth in that regard. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't look like he's remembering lines when he's saying that, you right, know, right, right. Um, it looked like a guy who does remember the girl who didn't actually even hook up with a girl right. and is telling people he did. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't even remember. Like, that's the way it came off. And I love the Street Profits. I right. just think almost, you know, to a certain degree, they should just let Montez do most of the talking. Like, like Montez's strength is clearly in his charisma and I'm his sure. talking. He's a great wrestler, too. But then you start veering into the Kaz-Enzo situation where it's Enzo doing most of the talking and Kaz gets kind of pushed to the background. Yeah, but that's not necessarily so, a bad thing. Like, not everybody has to be... Sure, but not everybody wants, wants to be in the background. Fair. But we've talked I mean. about how Rowan necessarily doesn't necessarily need to, like, talk all the time. Well, no, but he when he did, people were shocked out of their minds and it made him even better. Exactly. Right. So I think when you limit that kind of thing like similar to Brock Lesnar mm. like when Brock Lesnar does finally speak you go like damn we should listen right. so I feel like if you give Montez sorry if you give Angelo Dawkins a stronger they have a team of right they've got a whole room of right of course of course if you give him a strong couple lines in yeah, there yeah. as opposed to like where it feels like they have to keep going back and forth to create a rhythm because that also is hard to do. Yeah. Like when you're an actor, like those those are hard scenes to try and do when you're like 
talking to this, the audience and you're sing-songy back and forth thing, that's like that's that's tough to get that cadence and to make it sound cool too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like I don't have a problem with like the muscle saying some tough stuff at the end yeah. when the the charismatic one says the amazing. I don't think that's a problem. I actually think the Kaz thing is smart to do that. Well, I think it worked for them. Like I'm I just don't think it works was... for Street Profits. I, I hear your point about Andrew Dawkins. Of course, he's not as good as Montez, but that... Or but, even like Harlem Heat. But you know, Booker T did most of the talking, right, and right. Stevie Ray would come in with like the catchphrase at the end or right. something like that. But or, I think he, he doesn't have... I think uh, Dawkins has more. He just has more charisma, more charm, more personality than Stevie Ray or than, uh, than Kaz. No offense to Kaz. I just feel like he's got more to offer. So you've got to work him into the promos. And they've been doing this the whole time at NXT so, and the whole time at Raw when they've been doing those backstage stuff. So it works overall. I hear what you're saying, though. It's very clear that Montez is more comfortable... And and easier and funnier on the mic than dogs. So you just got to figure out what's the rhythm here. So maybe it's it's uh, uh, it's Montez talking uh, uh, more at the beginning, then weaving in as it goes along and at the end. That's yeah, maybe possible. the back and forth was what I had the most yeah, issue with because it, was, it didn't that. feel like a natural back and forth between them. It felt like something that they had rehearsed. Yep, and I think that's why I didn't think this promo was as good as the other promos in the back. Agreed. It felt a little all their backstage promos have been fantastic, yeah, and yep. maybe that, but this one definitely felt more rehearsed than the yeah. others. Sometimes you if you mess with something too much. Yeah, you don't like the results. All right, let's move on to Hulk Hogan coming out with Ric Flair. It's my man Hulk Hogan. What a pop he got still. Uh, and uh, came out with Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart still not a great hair on that head. Uh, he, they came out with Ricochet and McIntyre. They had a little back and forth, of course, and then Rick, Ricochet and McIntyre got into it. I thought this was an incredible match again between these two guys. McIntyre was mauling the hell out of Ricochet through most of this match. I mean, that guy can take some bumps. Uh, what did I say? The buckle bomb, DD, on the, on the second buckle of the, uh, of the... That scared the hell out of me. Ever since the Sting thing with Rollins, I've been so scared of that I'm buckle same, bomb. Right? Same, like, it yeah. scares you, man. It's same, and unfortunately, they're both Rollins-related. Same for when I see someone do the um, sunset flip uh, off the top rope to do, like, a um, power bomb. So when someone's standing oh, on the top rope yeah, yeah. and they flip off and they land on their ankle, I always think of when Seth Rollins injured his ankle doing that, and yeah. I'm like, just don't do that. Just yeah. don't do it. But yeah, it, 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 totally. And Ra- dude, that same, the ricochet thing, yeah. he took, he takes those back body drops like no one, like no one else. How is his head not broken? It's crazy when he does them. Like yeah. the way he like makes his, the way his body almost like bends in half while he's midair and he's still able to like flatten himself out before hitting the mat. Yeah. It's amazing. Every time. Agreed. Um, and, and, and Drew McIntyre, man, he is just such a presence. Yeah. He is just like, he's one of those things where, you know, you always hear people go like, you hear like the old timers, they go like, well, you know, you know someone's a pro wrestler when they're like, if like they're walking through the airport and they, uh, when they're walking through the airport, everyone knows that that person's a pro wrestler. Yeah. There's no chance when Drew McIntyre walks through an airport that people don't think he's a pro wrestler. He's just this like mountain of a man yeah. that is just like, looks like he could, tear you apart if you really wanted to. Like, literally looks like he could tear you in half yeah. if you wanted to. Um, and I love it. I mean, watching him just brutalize Ricochet this whole match, um, talking crap to Hulk Hogan while doing it, yeah. just made him look like 
such a, a, a top guy. Like yeah. just like you're just like man, that guy is a, a championship material. The whole time you're watching mm-hmm. this match, um, I can't wait till he's champion eventually because he's just he's so great since coming back. He was great before, um, and this match, these two have such good chemistry. They really together. do, surprisingly so. I, I when he when I, you know Drew McIntyre. Is great working with smaller guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, in PWG, I used to watch him wrestle smaller guys often, and he is a great base for them to work against. And he's also so strong that he can just catapult them in crazy ways and stuff, and they can flip out of it. It's fantastic. I love that these two have had chances against it's each other. It's almost like Gage, right? Gage is kind of the same way, big dude, but can really work well with the luchadors or the high flyers and have chemistry with them, don't you think? Who? Brian Gage? Oh, Brian Cage. Cage, I'm sorry, Cage. Gage. I was like, Nick Gage? I was like, no, Nick, I'm like, no. Brian Cage. Um, Mike Awesome, another one, right? uh, Absolutely. dudes who can have chemistry with these luchadors and get uh, great matches out, or high-flying wrestlers get great matches out. Yes, yes, definitely. Brian Cage is definitely a good base for that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, well, RKO slides in. Justin looks like Ricochet might be getting the victory here and does a brutal RKO, and God love Ricochet for taking it head first into the mat and flipping his body and down. And so it's believable uh, when this whole thing happens. Uh, no one seems to come out from Team Hogan to stop this from happening at all either. Ricochet just takes the hit, and they just stand there in the ring and, and celebrate while Hogan's on the outside with Jimmy Hart. Just like, oh, well, I guess we don't have anybody else to run in on this. We used them all up on SmackDown last week. They can't run in. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Wait, to- sorry, oh, I just sorry. had to answer this question. I just had to answer this. Okay. Um, but say the last point you said right there about those two? I just they were standing in the ring, and there was no one who could come in to uh, help him from Team Hogan, apparently. And I said maybe he used them all up in, uh, in SmackDown. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're too busy handling stuff. Shorty G couldn't run in. Wait, before you move topics, though, the best <sighs> part of this match happened at the end yeah. when Randy Orton came running in. I said that already. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, did you say that? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, was, I was texting my girl. I moved something that my girlfriend used at home, and she was. I thought she doesn't use it. So like, it was oh, like, where is that? That's important in the middle of the show, damn it. <laughs> All right. Do you like your girlfriend getting mad at you for moving her stuff? No, nah, I never exactly. moved her, move her stuff. I moved her stuff. That was on me. I <laughs> yeah, thought that's she on you, son. I, I thought she doesn't use that, so I no. put it away. Your girlfriend can move your stuff you can't move her stuff that's the rule it's that's true. always the rule so i saw i was like oh no i did move that last night i thought she doesn't use that okay i was trying to like clean up i was trying to tidy things up oh no don't do that that rko cell that was great that was one of the best rko's maybe of all time yeah. I, I don't disagree with you actually. Well, at least cell wise yeah. uh, it's hard it's to say of all time first and then the body a lot of the flips that'll happen like a, like like when like when evan Bourne did the flip and and the uh, shoot star press and he you know, did oh, the yeah, that's right, probably right. one of the best of ever. But in terms of cell, it was like the other one I can think of was when RVD had that happen. When oh he, yeah, RVD had the RKO and he sold it very similar. Um, and man, I, I I did the screen grab of when Ricochet's head hits the mat, and you can see his body like it's crazy the way his neck is just mm. like twisted when he does that. Um, that was sick. That yeah. was sick. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, me too. I agree. Uh, all right, let's move on. Umberto Carillo versus uh, the OC in a promo here. Uh, this I was going to say, are we already at that? Yeah. This, this is, is the backstage promo, though. Right, right. It. This was kind of funny uh, because uh, the OC, as in standard heel form, saying amigo, <laughs> okay. amigo, over and over again. I'm I thought so it was glad. brilliant. Okay, I'm so glad it wasn't just me that found that No, it was hysterical. hilarious. Yeah. I was laughing. I watched that clip. I was going to tweet it, but I didn't know if I was the only one that would find that funny. Yeah. But him saying amigo, but amigo, 
Amigo! <laughs> and then at the end, we'll see you, amigo. Yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> and in the background, you can hear, like, again, yeah. Gallows and Anderson go, like, that's right, compadre. That's right, compadre. Or something like that. <laughs> I died. That promo was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I like the way they're building up Humberto. Um, my girlfriend didn't watch Raw with me last week, so she watched this week with mm. me, and she was like, oh, I like this guy. Yeah. You know, he's... he's Seems like he could be good stuff. I like him. Yeah. So he's clearly connecting with not like non-hardcore wrestling fans too. I imagine, um, and it's smart to to you know go from Seth Rollins to AJ Styles like that. Like even no. if he's not winning, he's getting huge exposure in these matches. Yes, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Good stuff there, and uh, we'll see that bear yeah. fruit later on in the night. All right. For some reason, the Viking Raiders had a squash match as champions. This was so bad. I, you won't find me. You won't find me uh, defending this one for ones. This is the Does problem. That make you happy? What? <laughs> I'm always right, so I don't know. I don't need you to. I don't need you to validate. What I'm saying is, is just it's frustrating to me because once you excuse it in other situations, then this is the result. They should never be squash matches ever, in my opinion. We've gone back and forth about this many, many times. I think it offers nothing, nothing to build up anybody. Maybe. Maybe, uh, um, oh, Jesus, who do, you, who do you do the radio show with that you used to do the radio show with? Uh, Ball Ryback? Head. Ryback. And when Ryback was coming out and doing this, that was great, right? Because you didn't know who he was, and you build up. But as, a cha- as champions, you should not be doing squash matches. I agree with you. I don't think champions should be doing squash matches. It's ridiculous. You should be doing squash matches for the people who are going to be their opponents that you're trying to build up. At a house show, knock yourself out. Even here. On I don't, TV. To no. me, that wasn't, the thing that I, that I won't defend here... I was less offended by the the um, squash, you know, them using jobbers or enhanced yeah. talent or whatever. I was, I, I more disliked the Chicago Cubs thing. Yeah, where they were the Chicago the Cubs and they used the Chicago Cubs. I mean, I, I didn't get that part, but like yeah. I assumed that was the case. Um, but you know, like as a guy who wasn't watching wrestling, let's say, and, and oh, he wasn't watching in 1994 or whatever. But like I wasn't watching wrestling okay. and, and when. People say it was at its worst, like 95, right? Sure. It's like when it, right before the attitude era. I started watching like the attitude I agree. era. That's what I got. I watched it casually because of my dad prior, but like religiously in the attitude era is when I started watching religiously. And when you go back and you watch some of those things of like, they talk about when wrestling was at its worst, when wrestling yeah. was at its lowest, um, when people hate, when people are their most jaded on the product, yeah. um, you'll see stuff about how like there were guys like, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz and <laughs> yeah. and um, who's the other guy the the, the Viking guy um, who had the sword um, oh yeah I don't remember him the 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 oh, so he's so who they're watching me so mad at me yeah um, you think the not the oh, warlord is that his name the warlord well, there was a warlord yeah but he was part of the other stable no it's not the warlord he has some stupid name he had the hat yeah Viking wrestler WWF. Sword. Let's take a look. John Nord, that's it. The Viking. The Vi- it was just called the Viking? The Berserker. The Berserker. The Berserker. Yeah, that's what right. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. The Berserker. Oh, the Berserker. Right. Um, and, and um, <laughs> I, you know, you see that, and, you, and I go like, you know, those are the things that people in these retrospect videos are making fun of. Yeah, right. They're saying, like, this is when wrestling was bad. Or even Tatanka, a little those bit. Those kinds of things. At the end, yeah. And last night we had... Two baseball guys against two Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that goes like, I love the Viking Raiders, but they're supposed to be like, they're not supposed to be a comedy act. Their Viking thing isn't supposed to be like this like jokey gimmick where it's like two Vikings that huff on their way to the ring. It's just like, they like Viking culture. Like they're tough dudes with beards, you know? To me, putting them against um, two 
baseball characters that are this really mm-hmm. jokey, dumb thing. Less, I think there's less heat involved where they're like, yeah, we're pumped to see the Cubs get beaten up and more like eye rolling of like, why? Well, come on. Of at course. least put them in the ring with two wrestlers. Like, yeah. like I, I'll at least accept that. Like two guys who were in gear or whatever. I just think that, I don't know. I think that when you already have a gimmick that's kind of towing the line a little bit, mm-hmm. when you put them with another comedy act like that, it makes them look like a comedy act. Exactly. And it takes away the prestige of the belts. This is what struck Agreed. me. This is what struck me as I was watching this going like, the one fear I had when the Viking Raiders won the belt is I, it, after it was done, the match was done, I immediately went like, oh, why does it feel like the belts are going to disappear on them? Fair. And it feels like that over the last two weeks. And this is the same thing that happened when the icon, I thought, listen, Here's the difference, right? With the Iconics, I thought they made a terrible decision, but I understood the decision because if they had played this thing correctly, they would have made bank, merch bank off the Iconics. If they had booked them to keep winning and sneaking out these victories like they did with Carmella, it would have been fine to do that. But to have them keep losing over and over again in singles and tag teams, you took away the prestige of having won the belt at WrestleMania, belts at WrestleMania. Now you do this with the Viking Raiders, doing it, on a, doing it on a Raw, having them win the belts on a Raw, but then you're having them defend against nobodies. It means the belt doesn't mean anything. It means the competition is that low that you can't find anybody else in the tag team division who wants to fight them that you go to a, a couple of jobbers. It just is a bad look it's, overall. And, and also, you know, they should be doing the Aleister Black thing. Right. They're the champions. Yeah. They don't need to prove themselves against jobbers. They don't need to the wrestle. Talent. They don't even they need, don't to, need wrestle. to wrestle. They could just and promo this you're week. Right. You know what? Maybe it would show they disappear. But you're right. They could just promo this week. Yeah. They, they could do something about how tough they are. And we roll our eyes at, at Aleister Black doing it sometimes. But it would make sense when a champion yeah. does it. Yeah. When a champion does it, they do have to wait for someone to knock on their door. Or, right. so to speak, because they've, earned, they've it. earned it and they're the champion. That's right. So that makes more sense in that regard. I agree. Speaking of which, congratulations to me and Dan's tag team champions of the Spodown. Oh, happens. we can talk about it we now? We can. It's official. We did in Orlando. We beat Kalinowski and Chance. It was a great match. If Suck you it, Kalinowski. Oh, there you go. All right. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on the uh, uh, YouTube channel there for Smoda. You watch our, our fight. It was a great fight. They gave all they could get, but it was just great being in Orlando. Dude, I'm telling you, this is as close as I'll ever get to being a pro wrestler. Well, like, yeah. that vibe. It's, no, I don't mean like, you know, you never know. I could end up being a manager one day. But like you, but actually fair, wrestling. Fair. Yeah, actually wrestling, no, right? No, but still, you'd be closer like now because you're like a champion. You, if you were a manager, you wouldn't hold gold. That's right, I wouldn't hold gold. So this is the closest you'll ever get to being right, a wrestler, kind of. Right, but being kinda. in a ring with, being in, a, being in an arena with people chanting. Yeah. People chanting your name. I saw the pictures. It was mind-blowing. It was cool. It, it's overwhelming. That picture, I think it's you. What yeah, are you yeah. holding the belt in that cool Dan picture? Christian yeah, 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 it was a yeah, cool yeah. picture. Yeah, well, I mean, and then they started cheering, chanting my name before my promo. Before my promo, before the match. That was insane. And then afterwards when we won. So, like, it was just great. Anyway, we're tag team champs. And now we're going to defend it. Uh, Schmodown Spectacular coming up in December. Come see us live. Do it, Dan and I. Who's that uh, against? Uh, we don't know yet because tag team uh, tournament hasn't happened yet. So Whoever it is, you're going down, sucker. Yeah, yeah, you are because I'm defending that goddamn belt. All right, anyway, moving on uh, from the Viking Raiders. Andrade Cien Almas coming out again with Zelina. But Sin Cara has brought some backup. They have a rematch from the, from the match from last week. He brought in this luchador. She, her name is Carolina. She is a five-year pro from the Chilean indie scene in South America. The little research here. Uh, yeah, I saw people saying that though. Not, no one officially confirmed that though. It's kind of everyone saying. I'm guessing that's who it is. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if anyone like officially confirmed that. Okay. Well, I, this is what I'm getting yeah, off. Yeah. Okay, so it's possible uh, she's been competing as Jesse 
in her native Chile. She's a former two-time RLL Women's Champion. She switched to five luchas in early 2019. In August, she signed with NXT, and uh, she's been uh, performing at the WWE Performance Center in Orlando. And had, like, only think, a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah only a few like months. Like October or something so like that. it's an interesting decision to bring her into this situation. But hey, even if you, I think it's like a few weeks. If the women's division is going to, if the, uh, you know, if the women's division is going to expand, the idea of a luchador makes sense. A luchadora makes sense. So I like well, let's this. not get ahead of ourselves. It could just be a very short thing, considering be, how quickly like she the brought her to the main roster. That's what I'm saying. I also like the idea. Yeah. Um, this The match, not so much, but overall, I, I thought their last match was better. I mean, I thought that, yeah, yes. When the last match, they had way more time. Yes, true. Um, this was clearly to get over the idea of Sin Cara having his own yeah. uh, luchadora by his side. Right. Um, if they're going to go that direction, I like it. Yeah. Like I said, I've already been liking the Latino influence that's been taking over yep. Raw lately. Um, and so I'm, I'm into a luchadora. Yeah. I'm into that idea. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't seen really like more of them yep. like on the main Raw. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think if there has been one that I can think of. No. There's only there was like that La Luchadora that had it as a joke on SmackDown. Right. But I can't think, and I, I'm probably forgetting one, and someone's going to be offended. But I, 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 I like the idea. I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think, I, agree. A, I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if people seem to like it. Yeah, people seem to like this segment. So I'm not going to like shit on it or anything like right, that. Right. I just think they could have done more to get her yes. over in this. And if the point of this segment was to introduce this why don't they Carolina win? girl, yeah. you'd think that she should have done something to help yes. her team. Cut off Selena, like, but instead, yeah. her getting involved still caused Sinkara to lose. And how incompetent is the referee when he is on the second rope for yeah. leverage? Like, that was so weird. And the referee got up. As the referee got up, he is signaling the bell. Sinkara's legs are still on the ropes, for God's sake. So I was just like, I, <laughs> I slowed it down so much. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, you should have totally seen it. He's played it off, like, turned away so you don't see it. But he was ringing the bell, and as he was ringing the bell, he literally goes like this as he's ringing the bell, and you're like, oh, my God, you can see his feet on the ropes. But That's I, very fair. I agree with that. I think, Carolyn, I think they should have won because, A, now it makes it feel like this could be a little bit of a mini rivalry for Andrade, and you throw in the Carolina element. That allows her and Zelina now to have little battles outside the ring. I think it's great all around. It adds more drama, more intrigue to the situation. This just feels like, oh, he won anyway. What's the big deal? Did she cut a promo, too, before the match? Uh, or did he just introduce her I and then they walked out, right? Yeah. I'm interested to see if she, like, what her promo, like, if, she, if mm. she's like, what her English is like. Oh, Catalina's, yeah, right? I don't she, know. You just said she's from uh, Chile, right? Yeah, from Chile, yeah. yeah. so. South America, son. Yeah, I'm interested to see what, what how her, I'm interested to see. Yeah. I, be, I, yeah. I, I liked her, though. I, she had a cool look. I did, too. We'll see what happens with her. Uh, speaking of the ladies, let's move they on. They should have called her Sin Carolina, though. Right? You're getting old. These dad jokes. They're, start, <laughs> they're starting to creep into your mind. I'm just saying. Her name's Carolina. If they're, if they're calling her Carolina, Sing Carolina would have made more sense. That means without Caroline. Sing Carolina without face makes sense because you're a luchador. You've been the without mask. face. Right. Without, without Carolina, Carolina doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. Sweet Caroline. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's move on to some more ladies action. That's the Iconics taking on Natty and Charlotte. Hello. This, you tweeted... A, a gif of uh, 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 Peyton. Peyton Royce doing that nice spin. Let them do more of that. But once again, they had them play the heel. They had them. Are they? I, and I wrote this down. I don't know what you think. It feels to me like they're going the way of the Maharaja, where they were champions, and now they're getting moved all the way down to basically taking losses to help other teams get over, or other wrestlers get over. This is not where the Iconics, as hard as I've been on them, the Iconics don't deserve to be at this level. 
Fair. Yeah. Um, did you I, like this at all? Did this, did this booking, this match make any sense to you? It definitely felt like filler. I mean, it, right. it certainly felt like filler. Right. Um, it's not like Charlotte and Natty had any real thing going on. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it felt like filler. Um, I, it's funny you mentioned the Iconics earlier, and I was thinking, like, if they had let the Iconics wrestle like that when they were champions, yeah. then it, people would have liked their run much more. Yep. Um, it does seem like they have maybe fallen out of, like, the graces of wherever they were. But also, you know, they're back on Raw now, or yeah. they're on Raw now, and yeah. they have, you know, they, they were featured a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good sign of maybe that they at least see them as someone they want to keep using and yeah. and... and, and 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 utilize them in that way. So it wasn't bad. Um, the match was fine for what it was. The match was fine. Yeah, sure. Got no complaints about the match overall, other than I would have. I want to see them. Like it's the thing. I want to, people have sent me videos and stuff of them at NXT and what have you, and I've been like, wow, this is if this is possible, then let them do this because you lose nothing having them do this. This is old school way of thinking to have someone who's a constant uh, W and just shrieks. It's old school stuff that you don't need anymore in 2019 or 2020 as we're about to turn the corner into a new year. I think this Iconics act should be changed completely to where they're more vicious, more brutal, more on top of it. And I, they're going to get over like that because they're they're Look, two things. They're beautiful. They're in fantastic shape and they can wrestle. All three of those things, well, I meant two, but all three of those things combined would sell you merch, would make them go right back up the chain, and people would start to cheer for them. If you turn them face or if you made them ultra heels, this is the way to go. Couldn't have said it better myself, and I'm glad, we're glad to have you on the team now, Roka. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, I'm not saying I'm just saying. All right, anyway, let's move on. Welcome Seth. aboard the Iconics train. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, matter, no matter what Aaron Turner would like me to do. All right, Seth Rollins, he does his promo here talking about he burned down the house, and apparently the house is fine. Yeah, house is good. And back. so is Ramblin' Rabbit. Which I, okay, I liked the whole thing on SmackDown, so we haven't had time to talk SmackDown yeah, yeah. as much lately. I'm mad that the house didn't stay burnt. See, I, I like the house didn't stay burnt. Okay. I, I mean, as much as I, as much as I, I would have liked some advancement to the house afterwards, I mean, it makes yeah. sense that he can rebuild his little set, because it's not supposed to be a house, it's a TV set, so like... Yeah. You know, we fixed our set after it fell the other day. That's like true. sets can be re- rebuilt. Um, I, I liked the whole like weird funeral thing they did. Yeah, it was strange on SmackDown, and then like Ramblin' Rabbit was reborn. Like he keeps being reborn. Thought that was fun. I'm into it, and I like that he's going to be on Miz TV this week. Yeah, uh, that that should be interesting. Do you think that they're going to do Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt on the screen? And Miz in the ring, and they're going to interact that way? Or do you think we're going to see that version of Bray Wyatt come to the ring finally? Yeah, I think that... Oh, that's interesting. I think maybe that version of Bray Wyatt comes to the ring. That makes more sense. Because then the Fiend doesn't necessarily... maybe, And maybe the lights go out and he becomes the Fiend or whatever. That'd be tough to do fast. Although yeah, you can is. have someone have a similar build that looks like the Fiend that runs in. Right. They do a swap real yeah, fast. That's certainly possible. It's tough, but yeah. you could do it. You could. Or rolls out from under the ring or something like that. That's what if, I mean. Like, you could dark. have someone with a similar... Yeah. Like, if you had someone with a similar build to Bray Wyatt... Yeah. It'd be risky. Because you'll probably know it's not him unless right. you really, really worked on it. Right. But possible. I would love it if he interviewed the puppets. I like that too. <laughs> Miss TV in the oh, he could do it in the fire, and maybe it's Miss TV in the Firefly Funhouse. See, I like that idea too of Miz being in like, no, the, no, no, I don't like this. This yeah. isn't how Miz TV works. I'm going back to you, right? Uh, hold, and they come back from the commercial, and he's in the Funhouse. Fun too. My guess though is they're gonna do 
Mr. Rogers, Bray Wyatt on the TV, Miz in the ring, and then the Fiend attacks. Now, when is Crown Jewel? Thursday. So, by the time SmackDown airs on Friday, the Fiend could be the champion. Yes. Okay. That's a good point, too. I just wonder about that. I think he's going to be. You think so? I think he's going to be. I don't know if Crown Jewel is a place for him to win it, though. But that's wild. That's so weird, man. I don't think it has as much prestige as he does it on another more high-profile pay-per-view. You say that. With less drama. But you forget yeah. that WWE makes more money from Crown Jewel than they make for WrestleMania. I agree, but I'm the, the fans. I, I realize the I'm talking about the, the prestige factor, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to them, these shows are more important than WrestleMania. Yeah, that's fair. Which is a crazy thing to say, but to a certain degree it is. Well, financially, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can argue that. Absolutely. All right, anyway, Seth takes on Eric Rowan here in a Falls Count Anywhere match. This was a damn good old-school Fun-ass 90s Attitude Era match out all over the place. Both of them taking some incredible bumps. And I always wonder how much of this stuff is planned out and how much of it isn't. Because they throw them on stuff that I don't think is built or ready to have humans thrown on top of it. So there's legitimate like pain and, and anguish that they're going through through all this. But I didn't see a forklift pinning Rowan. That was brilliant to me. And it felt like old school 90s. Of all the things. That you crap on. You liked the them taking from something that people hated from the Attitude Era? Oh, I love what the false count anywhere matches? The forklift. Oh, from forklift. Right, right, right. Forklift from halftime heat. I love that they brought it back. That's one of the things people hate that halftime heat ending. Maybe the people you talk to. I the people I like to uh, talk to had a great time with that halftime heat. <laughs> you just made that up. That you true? go to one person. Name Andre one friend of yours. My friend you Andre have- Gordon, Matt Burke, we used to watch these things way back when. And we loved the halftime heat. Love wait. I just you- didn't like that there was no audience. And you loved the forklift finish. The Rock and Foley, right? I liked the match. Yeah, the match was match great. Is very memorable. And the forklift is brilliant. It's engine engine. It's ingenious. Yeah. So when Seth's standing on top of him in the forklift, that's a legitimate pin. It works. All right. I I'm, I, I'm shocked to hear you praise the forklift finish. Um, I, <laughs> I was not a fan of the forklift wow. finish. Wow. I was... I never... At least they didn't do the terrible camera angle of Mick Foley looking down that, at the forklift that was coming bad. down. Right. Um, I, I just, yeah, it helps keep Eric grown strong a little bit. But, like, sometimes I feel like when you're so worried about keeping the loser strong, you forget about how it makes the winner look yeah. by having to fight that hard for someone and, like, I don't know if Eric Rowan is necessarily at that level yet in the yeah. fans' eyes to where it's that hard to beat him that you need to use a forklift. And yeah. if Seth is having that much difficulty, you'd think that maybe there's a problem there that your champ needs forklift to beat a guy who isn't even in title contention. Wow. I don't know. Like, isn't that kind of demeaning? Uh, Especially when I, I didn't his, see it finisher, yeah. his finisher. Yeah. His finisher. like two or three times on yeah. multiple objects. That's the other thing. They have ruined the stomp. Oh, they have. Well, the Fiend was the beginning of ruining yes. the stomp. Rowan g- kicking out of two or three stomps or not staying down, t- that's, that's ruining it even more. I agree. And I hate that they have ruined the stomp because the stomp was one of the coolest finishers in WWE. Agreed. Um, I hate when he has to use the pedigree. I oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when he has to use the pedigree because yeah. then you go like, oh, you have to use the finisher of the guy you supposedly Dislike? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I get it. You the you slayed the king, so you're the king slayer, and now you've taken his finisher, but I just I don't 
Triple H still wrestles. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I just. I don't know. I don't like no. when he has to resort. To the, I don't think the pedigree is his super finisher. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I, I don't like that they've demeaned the stomp that much. I hated that he did it on a table and still couldn't win. Right. Um, on a so, ladder. Yeah, so fun match. Yeah. It was a fun match. Absolutely. Um, I just don't know if it made... They made Eric Rowan look really strong, so if that was the point, then mission accomplished. Feels I like just that felt was. like it, And it does feel yeah. like that's what it was, but do you think that, like... Going into a title match, making the champion look as strong as possible would would be the the like what you'd want to do. Well, having him overcome this beast this way, maybe they felt this doing it this way is. Kind but of he like, cheated again. Yeah, he did both times. He's had to overcome most of the times he had to overcome stuff. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, for example, the thing that he bragged about beating Brock Lesnar, he low blowed him twenty times. Right now, in order to like get prepared for for the fiend, he had to cheat. I guess that's cheat because it's not cheating because it's a false anywhere. anywhere. But he had to. He couldn't put the guy down himself. He had to use a forklift. He had to use a forklift. Well, he had to use a car to put someone down. He's troubleshooting, man. He's ingenuity. <laughs> he's ingenious. He's troubleshooting. I just don't think <laughs> it makes the champion look very strong. That's all, right. all. That's fair. I don't disagree, especially when a lot of people come for him now. Anyway, so all right, fair. and he is starting to. I do think the heel turn is coming. Yes, I think so. I think burning down the. I think they're going to turn fiend face and him heel. I hope that they have a double turn in mind yeah. for Crown Jewel because yeah. it does seem like he he did an interview after the show with WWE. You know, one of those post match promos or whatever on mm-hmm. YouTube, where he basically talked talk about the fans disrespecting him lately and how he's busting his ass and they're over there cheering this new fun toy because they think the, the fiend's cool. But like that to me is the like beginnings of a face turn. Yeah. I mean, a heel turn. turn and, yeah. I, I, and I hope that's the case. Cause yeah. he, he was much better as a heel. I don't disagree. Uh, Alistair black does his promo again, the door stuff, the knocking and blah, blah, blah. What do you want me to say? We, uh, do you anything? All right, we'll move on. Uh, AJ styles finally versus Umberto. This was a fun ass match. I think AJ is so happy that he gets to do these matches with like Ricochet totally. and with Humberto because this is old school NJPW shit where he can just really let it all fly. All his tactics, all the hard bumps, all the dangerous stuff, all of it comes into play and he feels at home here. I would say more I impact than NJPW. Well, sure. Because that was where he was like the X Division guy. Yeah. He's been getting to do more of those like fun X Division type matches yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. I, I was referencing the Shinsuke stuff when he would fight Shinsuke. It was like no holds barred. And so I like that he's able to kind of dial back into this. He feels more at home in these kinds of matches. Absolutely. He definitely yeah. does. And I think that, you know, something he said in that promo where like, I used to be you. Yeah. I think that does ring true to him in some way where, yeah. you know, he is he's a veteran at this point. He's been around for a real long time, AJ yeah. Styles. And there was a point where he was that young, high-flying guy on the roster right. coming in against veterans and trying to, you know, get his shit in or whatever. And I think, you know, He's at a stage of his career where the, the roles are reversed now. Like, he is that veteran, and there is yeah. these new, young, flippy guys coming in. And he likes to show that he's still got it. And, you know, yeah. he's able to do it against Ricochet. He's able to do it against Cedric Alexander. Now he's doing it against Humberto Carrillo. And I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's a great way of using AJ Styles. If you're not able to have him as the champion, like the main champion, yeah. have him as the upper mid-card champion putting on awesome matches with all the younger up, up and coming talent. Great use of AJ styles, mm-hmm. great rub for all the wrestlers. Um, you know, AJ is a guy who makes matches easy for people. Yeah. And yeah. you hear that all the time. Like where, you know, the guys occurring, like I want to wrestle AJ styles. If I come back and wrestle another yeah. match, cause he's going to make me look good and, you know, make it comfortable for me right, to a certain right. degree. And, and I think that, you know, AJ styles is one of those wrestlers that, 
he can have a good match with a with a bad wrestler. Right. Like he can he can he can do all the work to make someone look good. Yeah. So when he's with someone who's also like able to do the same, yeah. magic usually happens. And I, and and while this match maybe wasn't um as good as the Seth Rollins match, I think that it did just as good as um showing that Humberto can go with some of the top guys mm-hmm. and that he's in that same category, like you said, of like the Ricochets and the Cedric yeah. Alexanders and the Buddy Murphys and stuff. And, and it's smart to keep building up that that part of the roster. You know, there's one thing I've noticed in the past couple of months and people shit on Raw or whatever, but, you know, for those of us who've been paying attention, I know you've noticed it too, mm. is there has been a, a, an effort made to have all the parts of the card matter yeah. again yep. that I've noticed it. Like there's been a, you know, we, you for a while, we were on here for a while yeah. being like, these things don't matter. We're watching things that don't matter. There's no character development yeah. anywhere. It's just filler. Yep. And I don't feel like we're getting that anymore. I think that they're at least trying. They're at least trying. Yeah. They're at least trying. There's and, still a couple of spots, but at least they try. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. And so, so I, I, I like that they are trying to build importance all up and down the card, yep. and not just the top of the card. That's mm-hmm. it. It, it, sh- it shows. I mean, yep. the fact that a guy's like Humberto and and Alistair Black and Viking Raiders, they're trying. Yep. You know, and so yep. I, I I like that a lot. I thought this was a fantastic match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they try to beat up Humberto after uh, the bell rings. He certainly gets the Styles Clash put on him. But then the Street Profits come in and clear house. So that's our third. There we go. We found. We were wondering yep. who our third was going to be. It's Umberto and the Street Profits versus the OC. So that'll come down at some point down the road. Certainly, that'll be fun to watch that progress to a, uh, a pay-per-view match uh, down the road. All right, let's get to the big talking point of the night. And that's the way. Also, this- real fast before yeah. we, before we get into the big talking okay. point of the night, I will say this much: I felt like with everything that happened on social media yesterday with uh, with Jordan Miles, I don't know what happened. Um, a lot. Okay. A lot happened. Okay. And I'm too busy watching the Benioff and White stuff. Um, that, that whole meltdown on Twitter. It yeah. was a thing. It was a big deal yesterday. Okay. And I, I just want to say, I did, I did think it was a mistake to not like have a black person in a match winning. Like they had Street Profits come out and save the day. Yeah. But they and they had Ricochet in a match, but he didn't win. And they had um, he didn't lose either. He didn't lose either. But he didn't win. And then they didn't. And they had our truth on the show, but. He got confused during the match and ran right. away. And like basically Jordan Miles, I don't, I'm surprised no. you didn't see this yesterday, but he basically spoke out against a shirt that WWE put out for him a month ago where he says it looks like a racist oh, logo. I saw it in passing that it, WWE is just saying, saying that they had worked together with Jordan correct. to create the logo. Yes, Was correct. Was Jordan saying they didn't? No, Jordan is saying that he basically what he is saying is that he only saw it on a white design. He approved it. He oh. collaborated with him, but the T-shirt was the the, the background yeah, was yeah, white, yeah. so he didn't notice how racially insensitive it, it appeared until once he saw it on a black background shirt. And it looked like kind of like one of those Sambo character kind of things where it's like big lips and teeth kind of a thing, you know? Whoa. And it's his name and the teeth, basically, what? you know? And so it, it's, it, it's, it, okay. it was a mistake on, everyone, okay. on, on everyone's part. Um, and, and he spoke out against it, and then he said basically that, bla- that WWE doesn't care about black people. Ooh. So I just thought it would have been smart of them to, like, show... And I'm not saying that they didn't. I mean, they clearly still... Um, you know, okay. pushed black people last night. I just felt like they should have had one win out there, to, like yeah. show like, no, that's clearly not the case. And I don't know if it's too um, uh, um, obvious of what the intention would be, but I just felt like they should have showcased it a little better. This is the yeah. This is, 
Okay. If you look like search, search, uh, we'll talk about it after. No, I get the references. Lord God, I've seen Bamboozled and I know what this is all about, but this, I don't, I don't, okay. I I guess I could see it and I'm certainly not going to tell a black person what they saw, what they didn't see in that logo. So if they're offended by it, all respect to them. I defer to them, absolutely. (laughs) It's not my place to tell you. (laughs) I I feel the same way. I'm like, it's not that I feel the same way about any way. I'm like, I'm not going to have an opinion on this. It's not my place to have an opinion on this. Fair enough, fair enough. So that's what's going on with that. I get that. I mean, that's been the knock against WWE for many, many, for decades, which is why why Kofi winning the belt was such a massive, massive yes. deal. Why you had uh, black wrestlers getting emotional about it because it was authentically the first black, full black champion ever. So, yeah. uh, to hold the legacy belt. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I just thought I they it. could have done a little bit better with that. But other than that, like, you know, the Street Profits thing was fantastic. Yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. they're doing that. I, I like, I mean, the way they're positioning the Street Profits right now, clearly they're into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, just like they're clearly into this Lana and Lashley stuff based on how they ended the show with it last night. Uh, that that black guy won. Lashley <laughs> won the night at the end. All right, anyway, Lala comes out, does this whole thing, talks about uh, um, talks about this the Lana and Rusev thing and what it's happening. Brings out Rusev, once again, looking fantastic, nice and trim, got the beard shaved off. He looks great. Looks pretty. He looks great. Uh, Lana comes out, beautiful dress, comes out. Basically, just reads him the riot act that he's a sex addict, and that he just wanted to put a baby in her and and have little machkas crushing things. And she's Which, she's a model, she's a fashion influencer. She doesn't have time for that. No one wants to dress a pregnant woman. Well, don't show her Ashley Graham. She's been all over her being so you know whatever with that. that I ridiculous that complaint. I gotta say, you know, there was people who like you. Who had been shitting on this angle and stuff. Yeah. But even the people who I've been seeing, like, you've been shitting on this angle were like, all right, I give up. This was fun. Like, <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. To end it this way. And even, even just, I loved. Or the show, rather. I loved how, it's one of those things where it's like, it's written so well where you know the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, like, in some audiences, if a woman were to tell her husband, you're a sex addict, you're trying to sex me all the time, he'd get booed. Yeah. <laughs> In a wrestling audience, she's like, you're a sex addict who's obsessed with putting a baby in me. And the crowd was like, hell yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, You're a sex addict. It's crazy. (laughs) Which is crazy. I I love how they know their audience because, like, and and I'll be honest, I was the same person. I was at home just like, yeah, you know, I was cheering them on. Um, And the way they played it up was this was one of Lana's best promos in a long time. Hands down. Sure, her delivery of the whole thing just made Rusev, you know, after weeks of her making out with a guy in front of him she was able to say a few things that turned that crowd yeah, around from yeah. thinking like oh this jump watching his girlfriend get you know his wife uh, you know cheat yeah. on him to like yeah well Rusev's just a sex addict hell yeah Did you Rusev know cheat <laughs> Bobby Lashley thinks so she told him blah, blah 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 or he told her so she she has that to hold on to and says of course Bobby's telling him the truth do you think they're gonna go that way do you think that who do you, you think, think it's gonna be, be someone up I think it'll make it. They'll make it look a video. There'll be a video from the past that makes it look like he cheated, but he didn't. Like when Stephanie walked in, even on though Triple they H did that already, we, that they did with that Trish. with. Uh, look, they did this. No, but with 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 Lana and Bobby Lashley, or sorry, with Lana and and, and Rusev and uh, Aiden English. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It's the same exact thing they did with him, right? <laughs> what do you want me to say? They've had her t- p- posit- pos- possibly cheat on Rusev three separate times already. So why wouldn't they throw it in uh, to this angle Fair. in some way? In Fair. some way. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So then uh, Lashley comes out. They go at it. 
If nothing else, uh, I walked away from this segment. I still hate the storyline, but I walked away from this going, if it leads to a good Rusev-Lashley match, I'm okay. That angle... I don't care what you want to say. Yeah, you can be yeah. one of, not you personally, but like the WWE naysayers. You can't say that by the end of that segment and what they've done the past couple weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. that this audience, their audience, doesn't want to watch Rusev versus Lashley. That's true. Now. The, the audience was hot for it. The, the crowd audience was hot for it. Hot for it. Yep. Um, the it video works. on YouTube has like over almost 3 million views. Yeah. yeah. People are people liked it. It's a soap opera. Yep. Like wrestling is a soap opera. I don't care. It's it's not. You know, WWE is not wrestling. Yeah. It's a soap opera, yeah. and these things are on those shows. And I loved it. Like yeah. I was cracking up the whole time. Rusev being sex god. Rusev, uh, Lana just did everything to get him over her. <laughs> hitting the kendo stick on Rusev oh, that was so funny. while he's pummeling uh, no Lashley and it has no effect was great. Um, and then him just staring at her and catching the kendo stick. And you're like, is he going to hit Lana? That probably wouldn't get no. <laughs> And then he gets the low blow. Like yep. It was just all around. It was fun chaos, and I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, and uh, that makes gets us excited for next week's Raw to see how this goes forward and what's going to happen with them. So, All right, well, that's our uh, Raw recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. Thank you all so much for watching or for listening to us. Uh, Ryan, tell them what they can watch, read, and listen to everything we do. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all of the videos, subscribe there, like the videos, comment. I reply when I can, but I definitely read all the comments, so keep putting those in there. I appreciate it very much. But if you just want to listen while you're driving or working out, do whatever, check out the audio version of our shows and our podcast feed. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the biggest podcast platforms. There you go. Do all of that. You can find him at Ryan Satin. Follow me at The Roca Says. Tell us what you thought about everything going on in the world of wrestling. We'll be back next week with another episode of Pro uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet's Raw Recap. Take care until then. ProWrestlingSheet.com At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.